Business Tech Weekly Podcast, episode number 69. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. everybody and welcome back to another episode of business tech weekly my name is cliff ravenscraft and my name is andy traub hey we're here each and every week to give you this podcast the podcast devoted to helping you find out the most effective use of technology in your small to medium-sized business helping you to become more effective efficient productive and even more profitable in all that you want to do Hey, how's that farmer's tan there, Ravenscraft? Hey, I am loving the farmer's tan. I'm digging it. Feeling great. Came back from one of the most awesome experiences. And I know, Andy, that you appreciate uh, just how uh, how much of an honor it was for me to go on a cruise that I was just on. Yes, it is. Uh, it is an honor to have some of the friendships that we have and uh, to be invited to uh, speak about your life, um, and I've I've heard I, I didn't mention this to you before because we really haven't talked until now, but I talked to our mutual friend Pierce, uh, and he was very impressed and and frankly moved by the things that you and Stephanie shared, and uh, I just think that uh, it was uh, it was a great mix of uh, work, business, pleasure, all of the above, and family. So I'm glad that you were able to go. I am very glad, and and I want to use this opportunity right now, Andy, to thank you for the introduction introductions to uh, the people that you've introduced me to. I, I mean, obviously, uh, if people don't know this already, um, you know, meeting Dan Miller was one of my big, hairy, audacious goals. <laughs> you know, and it, it was one of those things I definitely wanted to achieve in my life, and I put it out there in a podcast uh, for pursuing a balanced life, and. Uh, because of my good friend Andy here, uh, within two weeks that was a reality. So uh, I just want to say thank you, and 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 uh, now I'm I'm very delighted to call Dan Miller a close personal friend, and and uh, also very delighted to have him as a client as well. So yeah, he's a, he's a good client, and he's he's a better friend. Exactly. So yeah, not I'm that glad he's he had a, a good not, time. Yes, exactly. All right, so hey, no, he's we, a horrible client. Horrible just, client. No. I'm horrible. <laughs> he's really a slave driver. But uh, <laughs> once you're off the clock, really friendly guy. So. Yeah, exactly. Sarcasm. Moving on. Moving on. All right, so hey, we've got a lot of things in the show notes today. How much of this stuff do you think we can get through? Um, well, if we don't have a time limit, we can get through it all. Well, let's but, do it. Uh, let's just go for it. All right. Is Google Voice crossing the phone lines? Did you see the post that Stephen Cross put into gspncommunity.com? I did not see that yet. All right. Well, I'm going to head. I'm, I'm heading there now. All right. I am as well. And of course, it's taken a second to load here. There we go. Uh, Steven says, I received a call from a collection agency for the second time on my, on my Google Voice number. You know, Steven. Pay your bills. Pay your <laughs> bills. And it just stuff it won't happen. <laughs> anyway, he says they were looking for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this friend of mine. Anyway, he says the number they had on file was not mine. In working through the issues with the customer service rep, we discovered when the phone number they have on file is dialed, 
my phone rings. Dun, dun, dun. And he says, is this a Google Voice issue? And of course, we haven't heard anything updating this or not. And I don't know who you would contact at Google to to seek some information or some advice no on this. Uh, <laughs> no but but uh, I'll tell you what, Stephen, why don't you go ahead and call us and let us know what your phone number is. We'll keep calling that number until <laughs> it finally stops ringing to you. <laughs> so the question is, can, could someone configure their Google Voice number to forward to Stevens? Maybe. Oh. Without his knowledge. No, I don't think you can. I don't think you can because... Stephen would you know, have just, to answer. I mean, right. You have to answer and it does a four-digit code or something, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. You add a number. Yeah. So it sends a text message, something like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if you get a hold of your friend's phone for like five minutes, you could do that. However, here... Okay. We just gave instructions on how to do that. Whoops. Okay. So here, here's the situation. I want, I want to suggest that this is not a Google Voice issue. Right. I don't think it is either. But let, let me let me tell you what I think happens because is it happening? Because I have an iPhone right here. All right, and I am going to go into right now as I'm doing this. I'm hitting settings, and I am going to go to phone, uh-huh. and I am going to do call forwarding, mm-hmm. and I'm going to click on, and Does now that cost click, money? and now I'm going to click forward to, and I'm going to put in. Um, I'll put in my number. I'll put in Andy's number. And there and here's the thing with with um with the iPhone to do call forwarding to your Google Voice number, okay. I don't need any kind of confirmation. So I could so anybody with a with an iPhone can do this. Chances pretty much anybody with any mobile phone could forward their number to uh to Stephen's uh, Google Voice number, and not to mention the fact that all the voice over IP. Um, accounts, you know, Vonages, the broad voices out there, yeah. all all of these other things, all of those services have the ability to forward all calls to a, a Google Voice number without needing anything. So it, here, now the thing is, I don't think anybody's nefariously sending all their collection calls to Stephen on purpose. Although Stephen, I don't know, have you made any enemies lately? Uh, but <laughs> here's the situation: what if what if Stephen? Because remember when you had the option to choose your numbers, how they were all kind of sequential. Pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, you had there, you know, you had four seven seven six, four seven seven eight, four seven seven two. You know, yeah. so so I mean, they they bought these blocks of numbers. So here's the situation: what if I what if I purchased or what if I set up a Google Voice account and let's just say my number is you know whatever it is you know 1998 or let's see, yeah, let's do 1996. All right, mm-hmm. is my is the last four digits of my number? But then I go to my you know, voice over IP service and say, you know what, anybody who calls this number, I want it to go to my Google voice. And so I set it up and instead of hitting 1996, I accidentally fat finger it and do 1999, which happens to be, let's just say Steven's voicemail. Right. Google voice. Well, now every time anybody goes to that number, it's forwarding to his Google voice account. Steven, Mm. this would be my feelings about what's happened. I don't think that this is a Google voice crossing the line. I personally, because I think we would be hearing more about that in the news. I mean, there, there's no question that would be newsworthy everywhere. Oh, sure, because people are very. Uh, I, I think they're this. They're looking for things that might go wrong with Google Voice. Like I think I remember there was a time when your transcribed voicemails were public. Yes, and that hit the news. Right. I mean, people people want to know that Google's not being good <laughs> with 
with security. That's that's news because that's everybody's, you know, very valid concern about uh, about Google. So yeah, I think there's some ways. I, I just it, and it's a bummer too because frankly, people who are in a collection situations that uh, they, they they more than likely would would want to change their number or not answer that call or you know so on and so forth. So. Yeah. And anyway, and the only thing is to figure it out. I hope he gets it figured out as well. And of course, you know, I don't know that the collections agency maybe is calling from the same, you know, number and over and over again. I mean, obviously you can start yeah, blocking true. some of those calls. Sometimes those numbers are blocked or you could block them with Google voice. Well, the, well if they, if they have this, if it's the same caller ID each time. Yeah. It, which, but no, the thing is, chance, I think chances are a collection agency, they're wise to that. So they probably have like rolling, Call, you know, outgoing right. numbers that they can just randomly call you from. Yeah. But Stephen, I'm really sorry to hear that, but I really have a hard time sit th- at this point thinking it's a Google voice issue with, cause this was posted several days ago in the forum and I've not seen any other news from anybody. And if, th- if they were crossing lines, uh, we would have heard about it. Yeah. And my last bit of advice is really what I started with, which is Stephen pay your bills, pay your bills. <laughs> <laughs> Please understand. And I know Stephen does, but everybody else out there, sarcasm is intended. All right, intended. business tips: optimize your workspace. Tell me about it, Andy. Well, I, you know, I did a, a video of my um, of my office setup because I finally got it reconfigured. I repainted my office. I should say I should say I paid someone to paint my office, but uh, I just think that there's a lot. Uh, I, th- I think about this when I see, uh, you know, they do Mark Zuckerberg interviews and he's walking through all these people at, at Facebook and they're looking at their monitors. And I think that people just don't take the literally 10 minutes it takes to optimize your workspace so that when you're staring at your monitor for eight hours a day, it's in the right position. Or have you thought about a standing desk, things like that. So put a link in here to Lifehacker because it, it looks like really basic stuff. But then when you look at your own, I would say 95% of the people that I see using a computer workspace are, are doing something uh, way wrong. I mean, they're just, they're asking. That's non-ergonomically for, correct. Sure. And, and I know ergonomics are like, oh, come on, who cares? Well, when you're on that thing for five plus, eight plus hours a day, you know, why is your monitor not at eye level? Why is it down? You know, why, you know, if you have an office where you could have a standing desk, you know, I have a standing desk and a sitting desk and I, I, I stand most of the day and you think I couldn't do that. Well, yeah, I was miserable for a week. <laughs> I was tired, but I can always sit down and, and frankly, it makes me more productive. I mean, I'm walking around right now. I've got my arms moving around. It, it, it just helps me be more healthy. So I, I just, I know we talk about business technology, but I would be uh, at fault if I didn't remind people, hey, when you have all these things, um, please, uh, you know, take the time to set them up correctly because it can really make a difference in your health and then just, um, you know, in your enjoyment of your workspace. Hey, Andy, you, you put a link to an article on Lifehacker about, you know, some certain things. And there's this shoulder arm stretch um, photo. And I'm not kidding. It looks like she's flipping you off. Oh, maybe she was. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I mix that up with a Flickr or yeah. someone on my one of my Facebook fans. Ah, too funny. Uh, so, yeah. All right. So best social media uh, management tool. Uh, you put in here TweetDeck. Really? Yeah. I was like, um, who voted? People who work at TweetDeck, you know, <laughs> or people at, you know, the, you know, 18 people at Lifehacker. What, what, yeah, I don't, I just don't, I don't, the story. You know, it's a bad story. <laughs> so you it's disagree like, with it. It's like voting for podcasting with a random drawing. 
You know, it just doesn't make sense. Right. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it, I just, I saw it and I just go, you know, really, I mean, here's the thing. I don't have a lot of experience with TweetDeck. I think I installed it once, but to, am I wrong that it's, it's not a cloud-based program? It's desktop, right? I, I mean, you know can what? you go to TweetDeck.com and, and use it? I, I mean, don't know if they've went cloud-based or not, but I will say this, uh, by the way, I, I want to say that I, I don't, I, I don't use TweetDeck consistently when i do use it i would agree that it's probably the it's the most robust feature rich free application available known to man Mm -hmm. but it's not the one i choose to use most often it really isn't but i do i would have to actually agree that it's probably one of the best now the thing is though is no it's not cloud-based but from what I've under from what I understand is well, number one, it is Adobe Air, so it can work on pretty much practically any operating system. You can install it on multiple different computers, and it syncs all of your preferences, all of your settings, everything is all synced to the server. So that if you change your layout and your configuration on one computer, it will sync over to the other. As far as I know, so it it has almost the benefits. Of of being cloud based, but yeah, if I was if I was in San Juan, Puerto Rico, in an internet cafe, am I going to be able to go tweet deck and pull up my account just as if I was there? Probably not. Yeah, and, but and frankly, with, most people are at one machine, and if it syncs because you know if it syncs across based on your settings, I mean, then it's almost like being cloud based because if it's syncing across and you know what machines you're at, I. You know, and again, I, it's probably not fair for me just to shoot it down and say the answer is wrong, but I just feel like being cloud-based is important, and 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 not just because you can access it from lots of different places, but you know, I just I, I don't know, I just uh, well, the thing is, I Andy, I, I've used TweetDeck, and and I can I can tell you, I I I like I'm I use Hootsuite now. I actually quit using Hootsuite. For the longest time, I was just using Twitter.com uh, as my social media manager because, uh, and then I was, you know, every, you know, every time I got a notification of a comment in my emails, I would go to like Facebook or LinkedIn and 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 manage things that way. But um, there are a couple different things here. First and foremost, um, you know, I, I'm managing just one, you know, really one ID on each of those platforms, so I'm not right. mo- managing multiples. And I was able to get it to where every time I posted on Twitter, it would syndicate out to Facebook and to LinkedIn and to Google Buzz and all these other places. Recently, Facebook, the twi- the official Twitter application for Facebook, I don't know about everybody else, but I can tell you right now, I cannot get it to pull my tweets from Twitter anymore. It just doesn't work. I've tried uninstalling it and reinstalling it several times. It just will not pull my tweets anymore. So I've I've decided to start going to other solutions that will allow me to tweet both to Twitter and Facebook. And mm-hmm. so Twitter is still feeding LinkedIn and it's still feeding Google Buzz. But I went ahead and just deleted Facebook, uh, Twitter's application, Twitter's Facebook application. Mm-hmm. And now I'm back to using Hootsuite.com to post both to uh, Twitter, Facebook profile, and now my Facebook page as well. For the right. GSPN community, I, I post to all three, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and and so yeah, I'm back to using Hootsuite. But the fact is, is is Hootsuite's not free like TweetDeck is, and and again, I'm not opposed to paying 
But when you when you're asking, and and I'm looking here, it says Jason Fitzpatrick last week asked you to share your favorite social media manager. We rounded up the top nominations and put them before put them in front of you for a vote. So it's the readers of Lifehacker, right, who, who chose this. And TweetDeck did lead the pack with forty percent of the vote, forty six percent of the vote, and Hootsuite actually only got fifteen percent. Now. Seismic was in second place with 21% of the vote. And if, as far as I'm concerned, Seismic is the closest to TweetDeck as far as all the full-featured functionality being free. And mm-hmm. they have a very much a desktop version just like TweetDeck that runs on Adobe Air. But they, Seismic also has Seismic Web, I believe. So mm. it's, 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 very, it's like TweetDeck in the, we, in the web-based uh, form as well. Right. Uh, very much like Hootsuite. And and so I think the reason why TweetDeck is out there and Seismic is in the lead is because both of those are free. And I bet you if Hootsuite was still free, I think Hootsuite may have beat Seismic possibly. Otherwise, yeah. it would have been more of a neck-and-neck time between Seismic and Hootsuite. Yeah. Yeah. But don't yeah. don't mess with the TweetDeck people because I'll tell you what. I'm going to send the voicemails to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say I, yeah, I might mess up my Twitter stream. So, yeah, yeah. No, seriously, I no, I I get it. I, you and I prefer web-based stuff, and there's no question in my mind that I would prefer using Hootsuite over over TweetDeck. But I, I will tell you, when if I was really serious about doing some, a, a big social media campaign, there's no doubt in my mind I would prefer TweetDeck in a heartbeat. Over Hootsuite because give me give me like two reasons two reasons it is fast matter of fact it's got the fire hose I don't know if you are you familiar with what the fire hose is <laughs> no no other than I know what a fire hose is all right well it's the full fire hose of Twitter I mean it it, it literally updates in real time gotcha. um, so so there is no it goes and checks the API every now and then it's full on full blast. Uh, in your face, as soon as somebody tweets, boom! It's in your it's in your columns. The other thing is, is that because it is a local based heart, um, it is is pretty much on your desktop. It's using the pros- processing power of your computer and not relying on your web connection to slowly. I mean, now we're talking about latency of maybe a half a second uh, right. with Hootsuite. Sometimes I'm sure you've noticed that where you click mm-hmm. submit and it still mm-hmm. takes a minute before it actually tweets out. Well, with TweetDeck, because it's desktop, you hit tweet and boom, it's gone. It, 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 mm. It's there. So th- I will say there, yeah, there's a bunch of reasons why I would prefer TweetDeck if I was more serious about using such a tool on a, on a daily, consistent basis. Gotcha. And, Good and, to know. And, and by the way, Andy, I, w- I would encourage you to check out TweetDeck. And I don't want another I know tool. You don't. I, I am not faithful to my tools. <laughs> <laughs> we get know. behind me, Satan, with your temptation. Listen so. here, listen here, you, Mister. I check out everything new so I can report on it and be the most advised technology advisor for everybody out there. Fine, fine, but I'm putting parameters. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. I gotta. I'll make up like a. a, a I'll make up a Twitter account called like not committing to TweetDeck. You know, okay. that'll be my handle. All right. Well, let me tell you something. Here, here's what I would recommend that you try, and 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 right. I'm not suge- suggesting that you do it. But if you did this, this is what yes, you are. That's okay. Here, I here's can take. my recommendation: is that you use nothing but the desktop client of TweetDeck when you're tweeting from your computer for one week, seven full days, and I'm talking about importing all of your all of your social media accounts 
into TweetDeck and refusing to use any other tool with the exception of your iPod Touch or, you know, for mobile stuff. But when you're in front of your computer, both home and at the office, only use TweetDeck for seven days. My guess is that there's a 90% chance that you will not want to move away from it. I'll let you know. I'll let our people know. All right. Cool. And so far, nobody's told me that they've gone to uh, Best Buy to install software to see if it works before they buy their computer yet. What was the bet on that? I what don't do remember. I, don't it was like a, I think it was an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. All right. Unfortunately, I think we recorded it, so you can probably just go back and check. Crap, but, I hate that. But if we didn't record it, it was an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Main did, you, did you answer that question? What? I called about getting an iPhone or waiting for iPhone 5. Yeah, I told you that. It, it's help I got a Mac. I, I asked like six questions. For those who don't know, if you listen to all the GSPN shows, I called in and I left like four separate voicemails for shows. Three. I stored them. Three. Sorry. Three. I exaggerated. I do that. That's I it. do that all the time, every day, which You're, is an exaggeration. You are featured in Podcast Answer Man episode number 197, the longest episode of Podcast Answer Man <laughs> ever recorded, where I actually throw a very bad tam- temper tantrum. <laughs> And Did it, you call this one the hissy fit? It should be. It's called How to Get More Feedback, Podcamp Nashville 2011 Thoughts, and so much more. Uh, and, and yeah, it should have been called the hissy fit. Can you fit. change it to just the hissy fit? Uh, it's already published, I think. Maybe you could have a hissy fit next week, and we'll call it hissy fit part two. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm done with the hissy fits for a while. I don't think you are. <laughs> Why do they call it hissy fits anyway? Uh, I don't know. You've got someone sitting behind you. Have them Google it. Google hissy fits. <laughs> Mr. Intern. There you go. That's right. why God made interns for hissy fit lookups. All right. What's up? What right, do we got next? Gonna look Let's get up. into the meat of this stuff. The meat of this stuff. All right. What is the the ba- the basic uh, content of this show today? Uh, I'm looking for it. I'm, <laughs> After I'm... our 40-minute introduction. There no, we go. 20. Sorry. Exaggerated again. 27 minutes. <laughs> hey, and we've had valuable technology information so far. Got at least one tip in the last 27 minutes. Whatever. We talked about Google Voice optimizing workspace and the best social media managing tool in the world. On the planet. All right, tell him to put it in the chat. All right. No, 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 no. Hold on. Okay. Parker, this is our intern, Parker Lilly. Parker, tell tell it. Please tell us what a hissy fit is. It's a microphone? What? Yeah. Yeah. This he's on the intern mic. Um it says that the origin could come from like spurts of hissing or Or hysterical um, outburst. Hysterical outburst. I would say it was I just want to know who has spurts of hissing. Like, when's the last time you got so mad you just started hissing? <laughs> I I, maybe on an episode of V, you could see that. Is there a part like Alien Snake or something? But. Well, you'll have to go back and listen to Podcast Answer Man. It was, I think Cliff hissed a few times. Yeah. And it then I'll know what, what a hissy fit sounds like. It was pretty close. All right. All I'll, right. I'll listen for the hissing. All right. So. Th- thank you, Parker. Thank you, Parker. No problem. All right. He's muted again. <laughs> All right. So moving along here, we have the main topic. Are we ready for the main topic here? I uh, think we're very ready for the main topic. Hold on. Here we go. And now. For our main topic. All right. So <laughs> that reminds me of Internet Business Mastery. Oh yes. Uh, anyway, now for our main segment, I'm like, just say the main segment. <laughs> anyway, so what technology tools do you need to travel and be productive? 
addictive. So I just went on a business trip, Andy, and I was away from my business for a total of 10 days straight. Uh-huh. And I experienced no stress and no anxiety whatsoever. And not only that, but when I came back, I wasn't too darn far behind. Nice. Can I explain to you some technology tools that helped me in being away from my business, but still very much in touch with my business? Yeah, because I don't think you were away from your business, but that's okay. Go ahead. All right. You don't think I was away from my business? No, I think you ran your business because uh, Mitch Joel wrote a post about this the other day, just about how his office is his MacBook. Oh, uh, yeah. So my office anyway. is the web. I will even say that. I don't oh, yeah. need no stinking MacBook. Hey, 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 don't don't badmouth the MacBook. Hey, I'm not badmouthing. I'm just saying I don't need it. I, I, I could do it on my Barbie laptop if I wanted to. <laughs> And we'll talk about Barbie laptop next week. Actually, I have a Barbie laptop. I know, but I, I'm not really prepared to talk about that yet because I'm sort of thrown right now. It's, so, the, it's the blue Ken Barbie laptop. It's uh, getting worse, Cliff. We should move on. <laughs> My kids call it the uh, Barbie laptop because it's a little plastic piece of cheap uh, netbook made by Asus. Uh, that was Asus, but okay. Whatever. Asus. I like it. It sounds more like a Greek Google god. It. <laughs> it, I thought Asus was a, Asus was more Greek god. Anyway, if we have any listeners left at this point, let's None. talk about <laughs> Dropbox, my friend. Oh yeah. Uh, what, let's, what is this? I, I got here. I moved more mission. Oh, that actually does make sense. I moved more <laughs> mission critical folders to my Dropbox than uh, just before I left. So I used to have, you know, Dropbox was just uh, just one. It had a couple folders of things that I knew I would always need everywhere I go on all of my computers. But there was a lot of mission critical stuff that I'm accessing, you know, several times a day, every right. day that I would be here at my regular desktop, and that was just in the documents folder. And mm-hmm. some of those files are like for example, I have a Photoshop documents folder, and that's a pretty hefty sized file. Now, yeah. um, I would say 30% of the files in there are accessed at least one to five times a week. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, though, is I'm getting ready to go on this go away for 10 days, and there's a chance I might need some of these documents. And so I went ahead and weeded through, and I created, uh, I turned the document or the original folder call, uh, and called it um, Photoshop Documents Old. And then I, in, in Dropbox, I created one called Photoshop Documents New. And I drag and dropped, drug and dropped. Can you say drug and dropped? Anyway, I did some dragging and dropping. I think that's illegal. From the, the whole, exactly. Um, yes. Anyway, I drug some files from the old folder into the new folder and created, uh, you know, pro- pretty much to not just with this folder, but with a bunch of other folders to save some time in telling the story. A majority of the files that I access, probably 90% of all the files I ever access are now living inside of my Dropbox folder. How and, big is your Dropbox capacity? Uh, my capacity is only 5.8 gigabytes because I've never paid for the upgraded fee. And uh, even with all of my most mission-critical files, I'm still only at 37.8% usage of my 5.8 gigs. Nice. I have 20 I have twenty gigs in mine. Yep. I, I have the paid version. Right. But uh, maybe I don't have any, as many missions as you do. Nice. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, th- so basically that, that's what I decided. That's one of the things that I did. Um, Nicely he- done. Because of this, I was able to deliver, you know, all my PDF documents that have the access to my digital training products. 
Those are typically were not in my Dropbox before, but they were after this. And there was a couple emails that came in where somebody says, hey, you know what? I, I, I paid for this product you know, a couple weeks ago, and I'm just now getting into it. Now I can't find that document. Uh, and of course, I was able to confirm that, yes, they did purchase it because I have that written in high rise. And I was able to just open up my Dropbox folder, drop it, attach it to an email and send it off to them. And that's easier than sending them back to wherever it was originally given to them? Yes. Okay. Yes, because that had timed out and it was three weeks ago. And oh, blah, blah, blah. I smell you. Okay, yep. cool. All right. And I took a shower and, and sorry. I just didn't use Old Spice, I guess. Anyway, no, you should. I you know, should. I know. I still think of grandpa sometimes. <laughs> anyway, you will so, be a grandpa someday, so just start using Old Spice now. There you go. I, was, I know what I'm sending you in the mail. I was. Is Amazon still? I was, I was able to type some receipts on the go using my pages templates. Uh, which is cool. I was able to easily create my presentation from a previously made uh, presentation because I have it, all of my keynote presentations are all in one folder on my on my Dropbox account. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. I was able to demonstrate ScreenFlow because I had all of my audio clips and this video template that I have created. So I was easily able to show off ScreenFlow to the folks that I was on the cruise with. Now, when you say show it off, you're actually saying... I, I demonstrated you, you, how easily it what how easy it is to create a video of photos and video clips and beautiful. put text overlays and transitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People think that's so hard. It's so. And you show them ScreenFlow, and you're like, "Come on, you can do that." Yep. It's like easier than Microsoft Word. It's like, bam. Yep. So. All right. So yeah. High Rise obviously uh, was very helpful. Of course, having my information in the cloud about all of my clients and all of my relationships and contacts, it's it's all there. Now, you have that backed up on your iPhone as well? Do you have that app? I do have that app, but I will tell you that app's been a little buggy as of late. Not updating as quickly and things like yeah, that? Yeah, it's or? like I have, I guess I have too many contacts because every time I open it, it tries to sync. And it, it, I've, I've had it going syncing for like eight minutes at one, one time. And yeah, I'm just really surprised with the feedback on their app mm-hmm. because it, they, they have a lot of bad feedback on that app. Well, which, it was great when it first came out, but they have dropped the ball. Yeah, which is just interesting because they they don't <laughs> they usually don't put stuff out until it's tested to the nth degree. So yeah. anyway, yeah. high rise thirty seven signals. You drop the ball on your high rise iPhone app. Uh, and it, but I love high rise though. Anyway, Gmail uh, obviously Google Apps. We've talked about that a million times. Spreadsheets on the go. My Google spreadsheets uh, because I use that. It was e- easy to track things. Uh, and QuickBooks Online, I was able to invoice several people who signed up for my podcasting A through Z course. And uh, I was able to invoice and log each and every process that came in. And, of course, while I was gone, I signed up a total so far of 14 people for my podcasting, yeah, nice. podcasting A through Z course. And so only six slots open. If anybody's looking to learn how to podcast, head over to podcastanswerman.com. Slash I like to – go ahead. Sorry. Slash A – T O Z A to Z. Right. I like to just sell it as, and if you want all of Cliff's products cheaper than buying them individually, yeah, <laughs> and you get a coaching course thrown in, yeah, and access to me via threaded conversations in a form for an entire month. Yeah. It's, it's, What's funny about your products, the fact that you're throwing in like a grand worth of products, is there's all these people that put out products and they're like valued at four hundred ninety-seven dollars, and I'm like. No, it's not because you've never sold that for $497. Like yep. you just put that. So the fact that you actually, because I bought some of those products, I know, you know, that you're, you're including those, I think is, 
I mean, I hope people, and I'm sure they will, the ones who signed up will actually go through the course. But if you just want all those products cheaper than paying full price for them, then sign up. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. And then, uh, of course, my MacBook Air uh, it ha- was a, a dream on this machine. And the fact that it has five and a half hour bar- battery life was really cool. Um, and my Virgin Mobile MiFi device was a godsend. Where did that did it work the whole way through? I mean, did work in the ocean? What what were the parameters for sort oh, of that? The, the, the MiFi was only good all the way between northern Kentucky all the way down to Florida and back, which okay. was two days there and two days back. And Stephanie did a lot of driving, so I got a lot of work done in the passenger seat of the van. So, Does she like to drive or did you just make her? No, she loves it. Really? Yeah, she absolutely loves to drive. My wife does not like to drive. So um, I'll tell you, that was awesome. And, yeah. And uh, my iPhone was great uh, on the islands of St. Thomas and <laughs> uh, the island of uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico, because um, the AT&T was my, it was just like I was local there. So I was able to take it out of airplane mode on those two different locations and had unlimited internet access via the iPhone. And, and it was is good stuff. So that I mean, those I'm, I'm geographically illiterate. Um, those like being in Kentucky. Yeah, it was. Is it, it local call? Is a local call sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. It, it was it, it, uh, because they're U.S. territories. Right. Um. It 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 would be no different than if I was home. Nice. So it was it absolutely. Matter of fact, um, Megan had her phone and Stephanie had her phone, and all three of us came out of airplane mode in San Juan and in St. Thomas, and and we all used our phones and text messages and yeah. Twittered. And, you know, the fact that you just said that the three of you had those phones made me think of. I just saw an article the other day about, uh, uh, and we'll jump back into tech in a minute, but made me think of. There's a a couple couple companies that are trying to you know make a splash at uh, South by Southwest and. Um, I, I was interested in it because I thought the idea was like, it was unique. I didn't know where I would use it, but, uh, basically it's like group, it's like a chat room. Mm-hmm. I think it's called grouppound.com or group, something like that anyway, but it's, uh, or maybe it's hashtag pound.com. But the idea is basically just like, uh, you know, private message rooms for like the, I don't know, chat rooms for big, you know, back when AOL, everybody had AOL, you just go to their community chat and have these chat rooms and basically you can create this chat room for as many people as you invite to it. So you and your wife and your daughter could have your own little, so if you're separated, I'm saying, so if you're at Disney World and you're, you know, in different locations, you could have this little private chat thing. So I thought it was interesting. I don't, I don't know that I would use the application a lot. I don't have a lot of situations where it's like, oh yeah, you go pick up the beer and I'll pick up the chips and, you know. Yeah, SMS is not my favorite way to communicate. Um, I I just don't see the appeal of, of group SMSing, but, you know, for people who SMS a lot, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So the air was great and uh and the that, MiFi. And the MiFi were were a great combo. Now I think I put this in the notes, I'm not sure, but um now the 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 MiFi, you can you can use it while it's plugged in, right? Yeah. Charging. Uh you know what? Here's the deal. I, I noticed that if I plugged it into my macbook when i did at one time it kind of tried to do some funny stuff and install some drivers and stuff mm-hmm. uh what i what i have is um a charger that plugs into the wall and so right. that's the next piece of technology we, we rented a minivan and i already had one of these uh dc to ac converters that you plug in 
Yep. So you plug in the cigarette lighter plug, and then it's got a regular AC plug on it. And so um, I used that for charging my MacBook. So I had the plug for the MacBook, uh, stayed charged the entire time. But it also had one included AC plug in the van. And, nice. and I plugged the MiFi into that. So, what kind of van did you have? Uh, it was a Chrysler Town & Country, and I rented it from Enterprise. And I want to tell you, I am so delighted with the care and service that I got from Enterprise. Yeah. We had I, a an Odyssey from uh, National, and I was disappointed it didn't have, a, didn't have an outlet in there. I mean, I had my thing to plug in, but... Yeah. Well, this, this was really nice. And I'll tell you, um, I had heard that um, Enterprise does not let you travel more than two states away from where you're at. and Really? Yeah. Silly. Yeah, and, and, and that kind of concerned me for a little bit. And, uh, in fact, I called Enterprise down in Fort Lauderdale and asked them if I could park my van from the Cincinnati Enterprise on their lot for seven days. And uh, they said, no, because our lot's so small, but... Does are you where are you coming from? And I said Cincinnati. I said, are they sure that are they aware that you're bringing this van all the way down here? And I'm like, well, I I don't think we had the conversation because well because blah blah blah. And I and so I I called them back and I said, hey, you know, I'm driving this to Fort Lauderdale. Is that a problem? And they said, eh, no, you're good. <laughs> so uh, it, the thing is though is is when I called them, um, I I expressed that you know I had been with Jack Lilly Insurance Agency and that you know I had referred them and they knew who I was over there. And yeah. uh, they said, you know, we'll take care of you. We'll hook you up. So I don't know if you can always drive your van more than two states away, but they certainly didn't have a problem <laughs> with the fact that I put 3,500 miles on it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you know, it's funny about um, National, I think. I think that's when I, I I became an Emerald Club member. Like, you know, like you have to fill out your email on a form and that's it, you know? Yeah. And uh, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll do that, whatever. And I'll filter yeah. you later. No, well, what's funny is that trip that I took, um, the I, just, I randomly returned the car, and you know I looked at the car afterwards. There's a big old hole, big old meaning like the size of like a quarter, in the back like reflector that covers the brake, the brake light or whatever. And yeah. I was like, oh man, I gotta tell them about this. And I'm like, um, this is broken. And it wasn't broken before. And they're like, oh well, you're an Emerald Club member, so we don't charge you for that. And I'm like. Thank you, Jesus. I gave him my email because <laughs> I'm the Emerald Club or whatever. I'm so Emerald. that's right. But you know, I feel like kind of like Wizard of Oz. But anyway, uh, I'm glad that you had a good minivan. Did you yeah. like the Chrysler? I did. It was a great van. It was a great ride, and it had the like the automatically opening and closing doors on the yes, left and right. Yeah, and the hatch in the back was automatic opening, so the kids loved that. And I remember thinking, that's such a waste. That's so dumb. Now I have two kids under three, and I'm like, booyah. Hit that button, help me out. So, and we drove through blizzards, and it was nice to close and open the door when you were not inside the house and not inside. So, yeah. or inside, I should say. So, anyway, Sweet. so the other things, technology, uh, obviously, e junkie on my website continued to make me money while I was gone, and the digital products that are available there. I did a 25% off sale for 10 or no, 11 days back to back while I was gone, and uh, that produced a, a good amount of income while I was away. So, that was very good. Um, and then Apple iOS devices, Megan's iPhone, McKenna and Matthew had an iPod touch each and we had the iPad, which by the way, not once did it get charged on the way down and not once did it get charged on the way up, but it was charged prior to both of those trips. 10 hours of battery life on the iPad is a godsend. Let me tell you. And, uh, 
between everybody's iOS devices, the fact that we had lots of car chargers and adapters and splitters for the eight. I mean, we we probably had about eight different things plugged in into this van. Yeah, uh, it's so funny. But uh, but man, I tell you, the, the ride down and back was just such a breeze because the kids had plenty of space and they all had entertainment devices and we had lots of fun talking. It was just a good time. I was going to ask you this, and, and and I don't mean this sarcastically, but given all of that technology, did you guys have some good conversations? Oh yeah, we had. Oh gosh, this this was an amazing trip, and That's yeah, great. I mean, it, it, those devices didn't keep their attention the entire trip. So so yeah, we we had some wonderful time. Good. That's great to hear because yeah. I, I think that's the, always the concern myself as a father, um, and as a husband, you know, is do, do I have my nose in a device? Uh, my wife has said, if you want to turn me on, then turn the screen off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she's like, that's one of the most loving things you can do is just turn the screens off. Yeah. And, um, and you know, cause women need our attention. So yeah, that's, uh, that's good to hear you guys are able to entertain them. Um, and, and let me ask another quick parenting slash tech question is, do you have any limits on those devices? Cause you can, you can limit the sort of the, the age range of stuff, right? The only one, the only limitation that's placed on our, on any of the devices is on McKenna's. Um, I took away her ability to delete apps and her, okay. and I also d- took away her del- ability to go into the app store because uh, she, nice. she just consistently goes into this thing. Can I have this one? Can I have this one? Can I have this one? Right, and then right, she's right. deleting apps and she's like, oh, I accidentally deleted it. Can you get it back? And so. Right. Um, when she wants to add a new application that one, her brother or sister has that she's like, I so want this. Then I go in and I turn that off and, and stuff like that. Right. But, but no, I don't, I don't do any of the other parental stuff on there. My kids are pretty much trained about what they're allowed to get into and what they're not allowed right. to get to. And, and the way that I approach that is, you know, if, if they don't have that access on their own phone or their own device, you know, their, their friend down the road does. And when they spend the night over there, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're they're not going to tell dad, you know, that this is something that they've seen. I, I figure, you know, I, I don't want them to run and be enticed to do something because all of a sudden they've always been forbidden to do this. Right. Does that right. make sense? There's, oh, yeah, yeah. There's lots of different kinds of temptations. And one of them is don't ever. I mean, <laughs> I was just thought of the book of Genesis. Don't ever touch that. Yes. Like, if you want someone to touch something. Say to them, don't ever touch that. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you know? right now, think about your ankle. It's like all of a sudden now you think your ankle. Uh, but, but the thing is, is, you didn't even think your ankle existed before I said that. That's right. You know, but now all of a sudden, what are you thinking about? You're thinking about your ankles. So yeah. I am thinking about my ankles, which is weird. I, to- I told you. Now, every, and everybody else. the last else, time you thought about your ankles. It, it, I'm telling you. So that's what By I'm saying. By the way, did you want, um, did you want, I have to buy them in a pack of six. So par- does Parker want some Old Spice too? I'm on Amazon. I, I got body wash. I got. Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. Red so, wash. Anyway, we'll talk. All right. So, um, GPS on the TomTom application is out of this world awesome. Okay. Oh. So, so it's an app, uh, TomTom app. Yep. For on the iPhone. iPhone. And, okay. it's, and it's out of this world. Andy, when you get your iPhone, you must buy it. It's 40 bucks. Okay. 40 bucks. I mean, it, 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 it but no ongoing. No ongoing fees. That's how those things work, right? I've never had a, a GPS device. All on on a regular GPS device, you buy it for like two hundred bucks, and right, then, right. and three years later, when all the roads have changed, you have to buy the map updates. And that's what 
I don't know, 40 bucks, 30, 30, 40 bucks, something like that. Versus like real time changes with, with the app. But you exactly. have to have the signal, obviously. Yeah, but still, it, it's awesome. Uh, and so 40 bucks, one time, boom, you're done and you're good to go. And it is, it is probably, it, I love it. I absolutely love the TomTom app. It, matter of fact, I never once looked at my speedometer. I only looked at the speed that it said I was going on the uh Dude, did I, did, I sent a tweet out about that yesterday. A guy got out of a speeding ticket because he had a GPS app running in the background of his droid. And uh, he's like, I don't feel like I was going that fast. And he, he opened up the app, and it showed his maximum speed between this point and that point. And uh, he got out of a traffic ticket because of the GPS app. That so, is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. And then uh, for expenses, you know, I was tracking, you know, how much money I had yeah. to spend and stuff like that. I used an application called Cash Trails. Okay. And it's all one word, C-A-S-H-T-R-A-I-L-S. Anyway, Cash Trails expense tracking application was very cool. Although I bought the, I, I downloaded the free version and I was away from internet access when it told me that I had reached the maximum of 30 entries. So I went, <laughs> I, I went to add my 31st entry, which was a $99 internet package for four hours of internet access on the ship. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't enter the the thing because i didn't have the uh i didn't have the uh app, the full version when i got to when i got to san juan puerto rico i downloaded the fir- full version and i was very happy to see that in the free version there was the ability to export to the paid version directly right on the device oh nice that was nice and the reason to use that just because you didn't you weren't i mean you want to track I, what you were using or what's the yeah because i mean there was i had taken out cash you know you're driving through toll roads 25 cents here 75 cents here uh three dollars here you know and you stop off and you're, you're yeah you got like a militia checkpoint where the locals you know you got a bribe exactly right. and, and, gratuities, you know, and all that stuff. I wanted to make sure that I tracked every penny that I was spending on this trip. Hotel rooms, everything was tracked. And so everything, it kept a running total. And as long as I was under X number of dollars, that's the total amount that I was willing to spend in in addition to what we had already paid for the cruise. I wanted to keep track of how much I was spending. And now when I come back, I can actually export that as a uh, Excel file, print it out, and I have an expense report for that trip. And if, you know, I'm going to go in and some of these are just going to be batched. You know, it's like going to just say, you know, I took out $300 cash withdrawal from ATM. Mm -hmm. But but I'm going to put in the memo, see expense report, you know, February 2011. Which reminds me, thank you again for your recommendation for uh, budget software for a Mac. Because mm-hmm. my wife and I are using that. Oh, the QuickBooks. Yeah, very cool. It's... I was training it, uh, training my wife on that uh, last week. So, very cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll tell you what. Surprisingly, we have enough. Que- we have enough time just to answer the one voicemail question that came in from Brent Green. So let's go let's, ahead and play that. Let's do it. Brent, take it hey, away. Hey, Cliff and Andy, this is Brent Green in Kansas Hi, City. Hey, catching up on old episodes, I'm a little bit behind on Business Tech Weekly. Had a question for you. Hear you talking a lot about the Kindle. I got an iPad in January, and I love it. I uh, can do a ton of stuff on it when I'm traveling. I uh, love all the things I can do on it, including reading on the Kindle app. So I hear you saying quite a bit that, hey, the Kindle has its own special market. But I, but I, I love the Kindle app. So could you guys just briefly give some comparison on those two products, why you like the Kindle itself better than the Kindle app on iPad? Hey, thanks very much. Appreciate what you guys do. This is Brent Green 
in Kansas City. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thank you very much, uh, Brent. And by the way, you can check out Brent and his podcast over at leadershipequip.com. Uh, go check out some of the stuff Brent Green is doing over there. But, Brent, thank you for your question. Let me count the ways. How many ways? Why? Let, me, love- give, let me give three because I know you're going to have like 12. Go ahead. Let me get mine in because you're going to use mine. All, All right. right. Yep. I'd say first, wait. Yes. Not W-A-I-T. Wait, W-E-I-G-H-T. Yep. All right. So much lighter. Okay. Yep. Second for mine. I only have three. Second, battery life. Yes. Like, I just don't charge my Kindle. I don't have to. I don't think about it. Okay. Um, and the other is highlighting. I think highlighting is easier on the Kindle than the Kindle app. All right. Especially if you're crossing highlight from one page to the other, right? If you start and you want to go to another page. Yep. Anyway, that's my three. Go ahead. Three. Okay. So let's keep this going. Uh, so we're at three. Number four, I strain. Uh, when I, when I st- when I read a book for too long, my eyes start to get tired and I, and I didn't realize it was, I just thought I was getting bored of books and I, I, I it was just more con- confirmation to me that I didn't like to read, but boy, I, I got, a, I got a Kindle and I am, I actually, I, I, I hate to admit this. There is about a month and a half where I didn't listen to a single podcast episode from anybody anywhere. And I spent all of my free time reading books on my Kindle. You're the only person in the world who's going to get in trouble for reading. Yeah. I'm like Chris Ravenscast, you were reading? I you was, should be ashamed of yourself. I'll tell you what. Let me tell you. I, it, but anyway, I strain. So I strain. Yeah. So, so um, and, and the back, just the, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a flicker or whatever. I can watch video on the iPad, but I cannot yeah, read That's different, text. though. It's different. I, it, Here's the thing. On short spurts, I don't think there's a big difference at all. I mean, yep. I, in fact, for a short spurt, I, I would prefer, like when I try to read like the New York Times, I love the New York Times app. You know, I, I love reading that on, on my iPad. But if I'm going to sit there and read a book, then, and I know you can change the backgrounds and things like that and font size, which is nice. But um, yeah, for long-term reading, I, I appreciate the... If I'm uh, going to read for 30 minutes or more, I will not do it on the iPad. Right. I will right. not. But I can do it on. And here's the other one: reading in the daylight outside. Yeah, yeah. Or just I'd say also just in a bright setting. I mean, you know, I just like I I was sitting in my car. I think I may have told the story, but I was sitting in my car once um, with my iPad. I'm sure I was reading because yeah, I was reading because I, I didn't have an internet signal, and it shut it shut off. My iPad shut off, and it said it is too hot to operate. I had that happen at Chipotle one day. I was out there you? You know, working on my iPad, and, and it was in the sunlight, and it was, it was probably 80 degrees outside, and yeah, the sun, the sun. It didn't feel, I mean, I had my window open. I was sitting in my car, sort of, kind of pulled off the sides and parking lot just to read, and it didn't feel that hot, but, you know, you don't think about it, but the, the outside of that's got a two-inch black border, which, yeah. you know, obviously pulls in heat, so... And, you know, it's not like those commercials where you're sitting on poolside reading. I mean, I don't know that Brent in Kansas City's sitting poolside a lot. But, um, you know, I, I think those are – and the other thing I think, maybe the last one, it's, it's this price point. Like, I'm not going to say $140 is nothing, but I think if of $140 – well, look at it this way. If $140 allows you to read that many more books, mm-hmm. then it's going to pay for itself pretty quickly. That's the way yeah, I From a business it. perspective, yep. you know. And then the last thing I would say is uh, if you do get a Kindle, I would invest in a lighted case. Yes. Just because I think it increases your – I mean, I use a lighted case. I think I mentioned this before on, on the bus. I mean, yeah. I use it just kind of all over the place. Um, so, yeah, I think it's – and again, it's half as much. 
about 45% as much as a Kindle. It's like 60 bucks for a lighted case. Yep. But it makes your Kindle, you know, twice as useful when it comes to reading. And it also makes it feel exactly like a book. It does feel very much like a book. I mean, I, I really sometimes forget that I'm reading an electronic device. Yeah. It is awesome. And uh, by the way, you can go to gspn.tv slash Kindle, the number three review, all one word. That's gspn.tv slash Kindle three review. I have some videos there uh, that might interest you. In yeah, and uh, they have a new, uh, new update coming up. I know you don't care because you don't care about page numbers on Kindle, but they do have a new update coming when up. When is it coming Kindle. over the air? I know you can install it's it said, manually. It, it said, uh, I got an email, what is today? Thursday? Uh-huh. Um, I think I got an email on Monday. It's the next couple of days, and I've checked it a couple times. But you go to menu and then settings, and then once you click on settings, you click menu again, and then there'll be an option that'll say update your Kindle. And if you can click on it, then the update's available. If you can't click on it, which you can't right now on mine anyway, then you can't update it. Right. So that's how you can update that. Gotcha. Anyway, so thank you, Brent, for calling that in. Thanks, Brent. So there we go. That is uh, another episode of Business Tech Weekly. How about that? Yeah, well, I want to thank our special guest, Parker, for uh, being a part of the show today. Thank you, Mr. Intern. Nice to have a fresh voice. Yeah. uh, He wants to be unmuted. Here we go. Thanks. Oh. Thanks go. for that joining us, Parker. <laughs> thanks right. for re- thanks for your depth, your your in depth research on Hissy Fit. No problem. <laughs> All right, folks. If you want to give us a call with your voicemail feedback, your questions for Business Tech Weekly, give us a call at eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. Hey, did you know that every single episode of Business Tech Weekly from January two thousand eleven forward is absolutely free to everybody? Woo-hoo! In the world, and not just of Business Tech Weekly, but every podcast here at gspn.tv, which, by the way, is somewhere between 7 to 15 episodes every single week. Do you know how that's possible? It's because of the generous support of our gspn.tv plus members. Head You're over, welcome. Thank you, Andy Drob. <laughs> and and the... Oh, check this out, by the way. Huh. Dude, hold on. Where's... where's Don't run out of time. Hurry. Don't run out of time. Oh, we got plenty of time. We got 2 minutes, 22 seconds. Right. Check this out. I'm looking at plus members. Yeah. And I'm clicking on that tab right now on my Google spreadsheet. Yeah. Uh, That's actually the plus member A to Z. There we go. Now I'm scrolling down to the bottom of the list, which I'm so thankful that it takes a while to do. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we are now 482 plus members. What? 482. How, how much growth is that since you announced it was... Uh, All right. Parker, no, I need open. you to do some math. All right. Uh-oh. Here we go. Intern, since January of 2011, uh, on January 2011, we were at 435. So I need Parker to take 482 minus 435. He's working on it. I got it. Oh, come on. I got to have an intern do something over here. Well, you hit command and space. It opens up your spotlight in your Mac. All right. What is it? Type in the equation. How many is that? Well, it's 47. 47. So we've had 47 new plus members who have signed up since everything's been free. Awesome. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And my friends, we are continuing to do everything possible to continue to make our content even better on a week by week week basis. And we do that because we love you guys. And not only that, but it's not just the content but an increased effort in providing an environment for you to plug in and join this community 
Wow. If you haven't done so already, go over right now. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Well, actually, go collect $200 and then share some of it as a plus member. That would be great. Uh, but, but anyway, go to gspncommunity.com. gspncommunity.com and get plugged in. Andy, we already have in, uh, I think it's been about six weeks now, 215 of our plus members are now on the community site. So we would love to get all 480 some odd people plugged into our community site. But uh, some people are shy. Some people are shy. That's okay. Hey, anyway, until next time, join the community. (laughs) What are you laughing for? You like saying. (laughs) All right. Bye. (laughs)